The belief in a supernatural source of evil is not necessary. Man alone are quite capable of every wickedness. Joseph Conrad Hello! Welcome to the first episode of Unsub, a Criminal Minds podcast where we go through Criminal Minds episode by episode. Criminal Mind by Criminal Mind. Criminal Mind by Criminal Mind. I'm Nicole. I'm Michelle. And this is Unsub, the very first episode. This episode is entitled Extreme Aggressor. Mm -hmm. So let's get right to it. We're going to start out by giving a brief overview. It's not going to be brief. It's going to be the whole thing. Excellent. We're going to start out by giving an overview and then periodically we'll go into some of the other uh, segments of the podcast. That's right. This is a segmented podcast just like a caterpillar's body. Like a caterpillar's body. How many segments does a caterpillar have? Mm, it has a head. It has a head. It has a body. Yeah. And the legs. All right. Well, that's and true of any animal. Insect. <sighs> Caterpillar is not an insect. Okay. Is it? I don't know. It's just a bug. <laughs> That's not a classification. A, just a bug. Wait, a butterfly is an insect? Ew, don't. Ugh. Wait. A caterpillar. Hold on. What is a caterpillar? <laughs> Painted lady. Oh, it's a larva. Appendage is similar to legs. I don't care. So are they not real legs? Well, They're just similar to legs. What is a leg? Is, I guess, the question. So this is unsub. <laughs> we, I haven't even started. We're already off track. This episode, Extreme Aggressor, is a classic unsub of the week. Absolutely. And this week's unsub is the Seattle Strangler. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> the Seattle Strangler is a serial killer who abducts women in Seattle, keeps them for seven days before killing and dumping them. Their bodies are found with their nails trimmed, and as a sign of remorse, Clothed before being dumped. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This week's victim more that we're racing to save is Heather. We don't know her last name. We don't know her last name. Heather. She finds a a Dotson Z on a Craigslist type website. Mm -hmm. She goes for a uh, test drive mm -hmm. and she gets punched in the head and abducted. Yes. So, you know what that means? You should never buy a car. <laughs> exactly. You're better off taking the bus. Stay off the internet. Stay off the... Why are you here? Don't you know how dangerous that is? Don't you know we're polluting your mind? <laughs> so, the BAU team. The bus BAU bar, Behavioral Analysis the unit. unit. Yeah. So, the team so far consists of Aaron Hotchner, Derek Morgan... Dr. Spencer Reed, and Jason Gideon. Mm -hmm. I think right now we can do, because this is kind of how the episode starts, so we can do our first segment, which is Hotchner's marriage update. Mm, that's true. Hotchner's What's marriage. What's going on with Hotch and what's-her-face? Liz. Her name is not Liz. <laughs> I know. It's, <laughs> oh my god, Haley. What's going on with Hotch and Haley? Well... 
At this point, Haley is pregnant and they're trying to decide a name. How exactly. cute. They're happily married. They are happily married. Will it stay that way? She accepts that he has to run out to go save people, catch the bad guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She says, go get them, tiger. Something like that. Now, they're happily married now, but the fact that this is a segment... <laughs> Maybe is uh, suggesting something. That's the Hotchner's marriage update. Right. So we open up after Hotchner's marriage update mm-hmm. to Jason Gideon. He is talking to a group of trainees about the fu- you. Bless me. Bless you. Thank we you. open up to Jason Gideon. He is talking to a bunch of trainees teaching teaching about the footpath killer he's introducing them to behavioral analysis and profiling so michelle tell us about the footpath killer the footpath killer he's never been caught Mm -mm. Uh, part of his mo is to leave polaroid photos of his victims on their foreheads when he dumps them he is a white male in his 20s drives an american-made truck in disrepair works a menial job and speaks with a severe stutter. Mm-hmm. So Gideon's the teacher, and uh, Spencer Reed appears to be his bitch boy. That is how it appears, certainly. That must not be his official title, but uh, it's what we as the audience are introduced to. So as Gideon is telling the trainees the profile, Reed comes in, and he's like, Hey, Gideon, medical leave's over. We got a case for you. Yeah, case, boss. Yeah. Oh, boss. Yeah. That's how he talks. <laughs> That's not how I he talks. I don't talk. know if you guys know that. It's what? <sighs> Let's go, boss. We gotta go. We gotta get you some guy. So the BAU, these are four boys. They fly out to Seattle. Yes. Catch the Seattle Strangler. Let's see. Hotch was given instructions to analyze Gideon because it's his first time back in the field mm-hmm. after the Boston incident. The Boston incident. Yes. So what we learn about the Boston incident is these are not all of my notes. Oh, they're right here. Oh, no. So we are we know about the Boston incident. We watched this episode three times. <laughs> oh, my notes are not helping me. So what we know about the Boston incident is that six agents died in a bomb mm-hmm. shrapnel blast absolutely morgan was supposed to be there but he wasn't for some reason mm-hmm. and this is that giddy was on medical leave he has ptsd he so sure does this lady tells hotchner to keep an eye on him make sure he's fit for service mm-hmm. so the team goes to seattle they visit the first crime scene And Gideon gives them the following profile. He makes it real quick. The rest of the team is like, oh, four o'clock. We can't make a profile that fast. (laughs) Precisely. (laughs) But Gideon says, yes, we can. And he does. Yes, absolutely. And he does. He gives the following profile. White male, early 30s. Blends into a crowd. Previous criminal record for... Petty crimes. 
He's an organized killer. He's careful. He's psychopathic, but not psychotic. He follows the news. He has good hygiene. He's smart and won't leave physical evidence. He has a car in good condition. Somehow they come up with a Jeep Cherokee with tinted windows. And he's sexually inadequate. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> he has a history of paranoia stemming from childhood trauma. He's fascinated with law enforcement and will inject himself into the investigation. In fact, you, you have, have already interviewed him. It's been a sausage fest. Mm -hmm. uh, cut to L Greenaway. Yay! <laughs> so uh, she's, uh, what is she? She's in the FBI, right? Yeah, yeah. She she's works someone. in Seattle, I believe. She wants that open spot at the BAU. Mm -hmm. So we meet her as she's going up to this house. It's in like a nice area, whatever. It's fine. And <laughs> she. She goes up to this house, she knocks on the door, and this old lady opens. She's like, hey, I was house-sitting, and my door the door was open. I'm, I don't want to go in there by myself. Is there someone who can, like, help me check it out? The old lady says, Richard! Richard, get down here! And so she takes Richard into this empty house, and boom! Boom! Bitch! Swat! Get on the fucking ground! <laughs> yeah. So the SWAT takes Richard down. Richard Slesman. Richard Slesman. The Seattle Strangler. Ah! Great. Yeah. So the BAU and the cops that was search quick. Richard's house. Uh, and they're looking through his computer. Morgan says, upon entering Richard's room, he says, this isn't right. This is a boy's room, not a man's. Not a man's. And, yeah, I have to agree with Morgan there. I agree. It certainly is a boy's room. So they're looking through all Richard's shit. Mm -hmm. He's not talking. No. One of the cops finds a sticky note next to his laptop with a password <gasps> conveniently written on it. So he types in the password. And Morgan goes, oh. no! <laughs> it wasn't the password. It was a trap. It was a trap. Oh my god, so they activated his security thingy, and now they have six tries to crack his password before the whole thing gets wiped, and I'm guessing explodes. Probably. So, Morgan, he sees this, and who does he call? Who knows about computers? Hmm, who oh. knows what a computer is? Oh, I know. Penelope, Penelope Garcia! Garcia. Yeah. And that takes us to Garcia's outfit update, which honestly is disappointing. Yeah, be girl, do your thing on the runway. Yeah, cover girl, girl. Garcia's outfit in this episode is uninspired. Not much to talk about. You to can be see the picture of it on our Instagram. The link is in the description. Mhm. Mm yeah. It's just she's wearing a sweater vest yeah. and like a frizzy low ponytail. Yeah. Like Nicole's wearing right now. That's really rude. I actually work it because shut up. Well, Garcia's like I'm already done with this update. <laughs> it was boring. I her lipstick was fun. She was wearing like a pink red yeah. lipstick. I guess. 
you you tell us your comments on just, our Instagram. Maybe she woke up late that day or something. Maybe. But it's just a sweater vest, and it wasn't a fun color. It was like no. beige. Yeah, on like a on a like a yellow shirt. A beige Hold on, I'll pull up the sweater vest so we can on a beige shirt. Uh, I think the sweater was um was yellow. It was like argyle or something. Okay, yeah. So a brown Ew, sweater vest. Oh, it's worse than I thought. She's wearing a a brown sweater vest on top of a yellow collared shirt. Oh. God. Which is not the Garcia that we know and love. I mean, she's really pretty. I like her eyebrows. I love her so much. She's my but, favorite person. <laughs> come on, girl. We need to try harder. Stop. <laughs> so back to the case. So what Garcia ends up telling Morgan is, you're screwed. I can't break into this thing. You need to get inside his head. Yeah. And well, Morgan is like, okay. Thanks, baby girl. Bye. I love them. Don't we all? So... He lays down in his bed. He finds sleeping pills. He's like, okay, I can't sleep. What do I do to sleep? He finds headphones next to the bed. He's like, okay, I'm an insomniac who listens to music to go to sleep. And then he's like, I want you to go through all of these CDs. I want to get every scratch cataloged. I want to find out what CD he listens to the most. Exactly. That leads them nowhere. They're just looking at all the CDs. They don't get nothing. And then Reed says, you guys, there's a CD missing. It's in the laptop. Oh, my gosh, you guys. That's so funny. Uh, Something we didn't mention. Reed, he's, like, super smart and whatever. He has three PhDs. Uh, he's bad at, like, communicating in layman's terms. Dogs and children hate him, which we find out when they are talking to Heather's boyfriend and her dog. And uh, the reason that Gideon always introduces him as Dr. Reed is because he's he's so young. and he just, He's a little baby. He really is. He's a little baby. Okay, that's Aww. enough. That's quite enough. He's a little baby. No. Stop. Little young Sheldon. Ugh. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. So, inside of the laptop is a Metallica CD. Mm-hmm. I don't know which album it is, but uh, they f- decide that the password must be Enter Sandman. Enter Sandman. And that is on the album. Metallica. Metallica. Oh. Was that their first album or something? 91? That doesn't sound right. I don't think that was looking at. Electra. That's fun. So they... Keep going. Oh, I can. You're distracting me. (laughs) Yeah, it's from the album Metallica. Okay. It's probably on another album, too. No. So enter Sandman. That's somehow the password. Yep. That that was the password. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Cut to... Also in the... In Richard Slesman's home is a game in the attic. What is that game, Nicole? The game is called Go. Of course, Reed knows all about it. It's like a some Chinese everything. game or something. Yeah. And so. it's on like a like a lazy Susan type thing. So yeah. they figure Richard has been playing against himself. And Reed, who knows all about it, he's like, there are a bunch of different like personality types that you can of, be. Yeah, of Go players. And um, Richard. Richard is an extreme aggressor. 
That's the title of the episode. Oh, speaking of Reed saying the words extreme aggressor, let's go to the Reed's hair update. <laughs> yes, Reed's hair. Oh. That, there's also a photo of that on our, uh, going to be up on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, out of all the hair that he has throughout all the seasons, this is probably like the most tame. Mm. It's a little bit long, but it's... It's like parted to the side. It's neatly combed. Yeah. It's. <laughs> he looks like a little, like a little Sheldon ass little boy. Stop! He doesn't. He looks like young Sheldon. No! He does not look like young Sheldon. Uh, what do you guys think? You yeah, think Reed you, looks like you. Young you tell me if he looks like young Sheldon. I don't think so. Comment I, young Sheldon on the Instagram photo. I Nicole, I do not think that he looks like young Sheldon, but that's for you to decide, I guess. So, um, while they're playing with his CDs, uh, Gideon is talking to Richard down in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. He finds out that Richard, little psycho, is a fan of Gideon's. Yep. So he knows all about the Boston incident and shit. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I think we should post a picture of this as well. Um, in the kitchen. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Is some weird shit. There's a little sign that says, what does it say, good boys go to heaven or something? Oh, I don't not, I don't remember that. I think there's something like that. And then there's a cookie jar that says, cookies for good boys only. And Gideon sees this and he says, let's get out of here. <laughs> it looks at the cookie jar and says, get him out of here. Oh, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Cookies are for good boys only, Richard. Oh, my God. So then Gideon's talking to Hotch, and they think this profile doesn't quite match Richard. No. Oh, oh, okay, wait. Hold on. So while Gideon is talking to Richard... Richard is like, he says something about like multiple personality disorders. And Gideon's like, what, are you planning your defense? And he's like, no. (laughs) Yeah, so he's talking about like multiple personality disorder. He says multiple personality disorder doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So then he says, get him out of here after he sees the cookies for good boys only jar. Mm -hmm. And he's talking... To Gideon and Hotch are talking. Gideon and Hotch are talking. They say something's not quite right. And, like, the profile doesn't match up. And in Gideon's head, you can see him going through multiple personalities, dissociative person, different people. Different Different. people. There are two people. There are two killers, you guys. Killers, and you see Gideon go through that right before your eyes. The Seattle Strangler is the Seattle Stranglers. (laughs) Plurals. So Hotch decides to shake down Granny. Mm -hmm. He talks to Richard's Granny and says, listen, you old bitch, you better tell me everything you know. That's not what he says. You know, he would never. So Granny says... It's implied. Granny says, Richard didn't have any friends. And he's like, what about in prison? He said, oh, his cellmate, they were kind of close. But it turns out he's dead. He's dead. Charles Linder. You don't have to remember that name. But we'll tell you anyway. So Ellen Gideon go to the prison to... Find out some more about Charles Linder. 
So there they meet the guard of the cell block, I guess. Cell block tango. The guard of the cell block tango was his name. Timothy Vogel. You're going to want to remember that name. Oh, boy. A howdy doody. <laughs> so Timothy Vogel says guys like that need protection in prison. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, wait, you mean Richard? Vogel says, yeah, little white guy. <laughs> yeah. And so Elle and Gideon are, are leaving. And Gideon's like, Elle, did you see his keychain? He has a gold Z keychain. And I don't know if you guys remember, but Heather was abducted. In a Datsun Z car, whatever that is. car. Was that released in Japan as a a fair lady or something? Sure. We did research. (laughs) We did not a lot, but I know that. So they think Z car. This is the guy. This is the guy. We have to follow him. So after Timothy Vogel's shift ends, Ellen Gideon are following him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But guess what happens when they pull him over? It's not Timothy Vogel. He switched cars with another guard. So another guard is driving the Z car. Vogel is driving that guard's truck. Toyota something or something. I don't know. So they think he must be going to dump the body. Oh, no. Where is he going? Oh, dear. So back at Richard's house, if you recall, Reed is like, oh, the CDs on the computer. Try Enter Sandman. And they do. Why (laughs) did you do that voice? Do you have a better voice? Yeah. I don't. I've never watched Young Sheldon, though. So I don't know what the voice sounds like. (laughs) Let's see. (laughs) So if you recall, they opened up the computer. They cracked the case. They cracked the code. Enter Sandman. And what do they find except for a live feed of Heather in a cage? What? Yep. She's still alive. Yeah. In a cage. And uh, so they're looking. They're examining it. And uh, Reed goes, hmm, that light bulb is swinging around. What's going on? Morgan says, She's on a boat. Oh, no. And so Hotch is like, okay, they're, he, Vogel's about to dump the body. We need to, like, we need we need info right now. Get, a, get me a bunch of empty boxes that say Timothy Vogel on them. Mm-hmm. And he goes up to Richard. He says, Vogel has cracked. He's turning against him. He's in custody. We need the location of the boat. And Richard gives it to them. He fucking falls for it. Ah! So, uh, Ellen Gideon go to the shipyard. I think it's Allied Shipyard. So, mm-hmm. they find the boat. They They're do. looking for the boat. They split up. And Heather gets out of her cage. She, like, pretends to be sleeping. He's, like, grabbing at her legs. And she kicks him. She kicks Vogel in the face. She goes, so boom. She runs. Um, but Vogel catches up to her, grabs her, holds a gun to his her head. Elle and Gideon are at the scene, and Vogel is, he has, what's her face? He has Heather. Heather. He has Heather. He's using her as a shield, and this is where we get our scene of the week. This is where we act out a scene for you guys. I will be Gideon. No, Michelle will be Gideon. I will be Gideon. And I will be Vogel, but not like it matters because we sound exactly the same. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Uh, picture this. They're both pointing guns at each other. And uh, Vogel has Heather, like, against his chest. He's pointing the gun at uh, yeah, yeah, her. Yeah, we got it, we got it. Okay. Stop! Get back. I'll shoot her. I wouldn't. If I were you, I'd aim the gun at me. You shoot the girl, you got nothing. Get back! Shoot me instead. Come on. What are you, a lousy shot? 50 feet away, you got a perfect shot. Shoot me. You think I'm stupid? I think you're an absolute moron. I know all about you, Tim. You're at the gym five times a week, you drive a flashy car, you stink a cologne, and you can't get it up. Not even Viagra's working for you. You know what that tells me? It tells me you are hopelessly compensating. It's not just in your head. It is physical. What'd the girls call you in high school? What'd they come up with when you fumbled your way into some girl's pants and she started laughing when she got a good look at just how little you had to offer? Shut up! Short stack, very little vocal! I got it. Tiny Tim. <laughs> bang, 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 bang! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. At this point, Vogel goes down. Vogel shoves Heather out of the way to shoot Gideon. Elle is like, Elle is behind him, shoots him like five times. She just keeps on going. Bang, 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 bang. She wants to make sure he's down. Absolutely. So they saved her. They saved Heather. We did it. Yippee. They all did it. We all did it, you guys. We did it. So they get back on the plane. Mm-hmm. They go back to Quantico. Go back to Quantico, and it's a happy ending. Yay! Hooray! Oh, but wait, what's this? So this isn't part of the thing anymore. But Gideon is stopping at a gas station, and the attendant is speaking with a stutter, and he has a wall of Polaroids behind the register. Hmm. And uh, how would you describe this guy? Well, he's a creep. He's He's, a greasy little weirdo. He's a white guy in his 20s. Yeah, and he has an American-made truck in disrepair parked outside. Does that sound familiar to you? Wait a second. It's the footpath killer. You know, the guy Gideon was teaching the kids about in the beginning. Do you guys remember that? It was so long ago. I don't remember it. Do you guys? I don't. So. Did we make that up? (laughs) So Gideon leaves the gas station and the killer follows him out, pointing a shotgun to him. Metal metal music plays as we fade to black. Oh, so Uh, cool. What's going to happen? You guys will just have to wait. Yeah, you'll have to wait till next week when we talk about it to find out what happens. I mean, I guess you could No. Watch. Yeah, you're right. Probably not. Okay, so we have time. Um, is there any uh, episode analysis? Anything you uh, saw you want to get a little deeper into? Okay, well, they do go... There is a reference to a real-life serial killer called the Lipstick Killer. Yes. Um, maybe we should have done some research on this, but... Perhaps. I don't know. If he was caught because we know his name, right? He was caught. He left uh, William oh, yes. Hirons. Yes. American convicted serial killer who confessed to three murders in 1946. So he left a message in Lipstick yeah. at one of the crime scenes saying, For God's... So, for God's sake, catch me before I kill again. I cannot control myself. I don't know if um, we talked about this, but there was a message left on Heather's laptop, her yeah. computer, that said that, just, like, repeated, and that's what the virus did. It cleared all her stuff, and it left that note. Yes. Uh, it was basically just taunting them. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah. So that was interesting. That was very interesting. Um, this whole dominant and submissive uh, relationship is gonna come back a lot. It's a very popular uh, trope mm-hmm. in this show and it One IRL killer in control and. The other guy's just kind of going with it. The other one's just like, okay, boss. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes it's gay. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes when you think it's going to be, it's not. I think there's always subtext. I, you know. You know how it is. Does Elle end up getting a spot on the BAU at the end of all this? <laughs> well, does she? I think she does. I think she does because in the next episode, she's she's on is she on the plane. She's, she's not, not on, the, on plane. the plane. I think this is where she gets her spot. Okay, well, at the end, uh, when they're on the plane, Gideon's like, "So, you did you get what you wanted? Am I fit for duty?" Hotch is like, "Oh, uh, well, uh, uh, well, I uh, nope. yeah." <laughs> and he goes, "I know you were watching me. I'm a fucking profiler." <laughs> yeah. So, you know, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, this is our first episode, so, you know, first episode's gonna be a little rough. But, uh, hopefully we'll get into the swing of things. We'll get our groove back. I'll just leave you guys with this. Uh, Nietzsche said, when you look long into an abyss, the abyss looks into you. I think that's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. See you next week. See you next week. Please, uh, you know, come back. Uh, Don't leave us like Like this. and subscribe. Hit that MF subscribe button. Ring that bell so you get <laughs> notified. You know, uh, yeah.